1: I, when I was younger, I used to get teased for the assets that I've come to love in my face and my body. Um, I have really big eyes, I have full lips, um, I have chocolate skin, so I was teased for those things. I have thick, long hair, and I used to get teased by girls who had shorter hair or who didn't, um, didn't think that my hair was the right texture, I guess there was one instance where I was with my uncle and we were in the PJs. We were in the projects in Baltimore city at McCullough homes. And I was with these young girls and they actually cut my hair. They had pinned me down and cut my hair. Um, They were so infuriated that this like, dark skinned girl had hair that they just couldn't take it and it was like one of the most devastating moments of my life and I couldn't understand why other black girls that I respected, I've always had a love, or sisterhood type of love. I couldn't understand why they didn't respect me in the same way. So um, I had very low self-esteem as a teenager. Like I thought that I was just the ugliest thing that had ever entered the planet. And I had such hard time reconciling beauty to see that within myself. And weirdly enough, I was in beauty pageants and one and still thought that I was ugly. I didn't even like to look in the mirror. Um, I had issues like seeing my own reflection and body dysmorphia was a big issue. Um, so it was a very weird space to be in as a young woman and it took me years, like years, I would say in, into my twenties, probably around 21 is when I really started to see myself as a beautiful woman. Um, so now evolution of how did I come to see myself as beautiful from all that negativity? It was my poetry. It was my writing. Um, I began to look at folks like Maya Angelou and Nikki Giovanni and Phyllis Wheatley and see these beautiful images of black women that were reflected in me. And I realized that, hey, I have that same beauty. So my large eyes are an asset, right? Like they're beautiful, like Billie Holiday's. Or my large lips are full, like uh, Maya Angelou's. And my curves are something that uh, represent me in a very African way and show my heritage and show my um, history, my herstory. So I think that it took a long journey. It was like an ebb and flow. Prayer was a big part of my life. Meditation was a big part of my life. Fasting was and is a big part of my life. All these elements are still a part of my life. And I think that being in the church and seeing other beautiful black women who are a little bit older than me, some of them much older than me, but usually um, the ones who were like in their 30s when I was like 15, I would see their confidence and I would see their their livelihood and I would see their beauty and it would make me wanna look into myself and see that same thing in myself. Um another thing that really helped me was reading, right? Like just reimagining and seeing all these images of beauty through black literature. Um, I've always been a bookworm, so I read anything I can get my hands on. Um, Recently, I've started looking at more media-like documentaries and things of that nature. But when I was growing up, I did really only books. I didn't watch much television. I didn't look at much um, mini documentaries or movies. And I spent most of my time in the library. So I was always able to conjure these images of Black beauty through writers like Amiri Baraka, Nikki Giovanni, uh, Maya Angelou, etc. Bell Hooks was one of my favorites growing up when I learned about confidence and what she had to say in Sisters of the Yam" was like a huge confidence booster for me, was something that really helped me to see Black beauty and Black girl power, so to speak. um i think combining faith with reading and also expression self expression learning that my self expression was a part of a long a longer tradition i read this one book about black style and it really um, made me feel great because i realized that the way that i expressed myself was a part of a longer tradition of African American history and Africana history that was really vibrant and that style was always a way that black folk used to show their power, right? Because they had autonomy over their bodies. If they had autonomy over nothing else, they could control what they put on themselves. And so I learned to do that as well, like adorn myself in beautiful things and show my beauty that way. Um so again, it was a long process, but I would say those three factors really helped me to come to terms with my own beauty. Now, I, you know, and I always have been someone to express myself through my own personal style. So I've always had my own personal style that's always been a little bit different and off-kilter from what's going on at the moment. Um, so I think that that expression of style even speaks to my beauty. Like, I know that I don't look like everyone else and I embrace that. Um, it, But it was a journey and it took some
2: time. The Colored Girl Beautiful is created and hosted by Selica Smith and produced by Nicole Hill. A big thank you to Sharnel Covert for sharing with us how she came to recognize her own beauty. It's actually been a while since I've heard Sharnel's tape, and I was reminded that my story of self-acceptance wasn't so different from hers. And it was a process for me, too. But hearing her story again reminds me that we all have our own journey to becoming who we are. And we appreciate Sharnel being brave enough to tell her story. Sharnel's also recently just started a podcast. It's called The Wounded Healer, and she shares her poetry and talks about issues that she's passionate about. You can listen on any platform and show your support. For everything you ever wanted to know about The Colored Girl Beautiful and the original book that inspired the show, you can visit coloredgirlbeautiful.com. It's never too late to subscribe to our newsletter, follow us on social media, or purchase your very own Colored Girl Beautiful t-shirt. If you like what you hear, use the little share button in your podcast app and send this over to a friend. Anything you can do to help us get the word out about the show is super helpful. What's also really helpful are five-star reviews, and you can leave yours on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Links for both in the show notes. Thanks as always for listening to another minisode. Stay safe and try not to live from a place of fear. We'll see you soon.